But now all of a sudden I'm like, imagine these children when they grow up. Do I want them to be like me? Do I want them to go into a classroom and go, excuse me, could I, you just turn my chair around? I don't. I want them to be confident. I want them to be strong and right. get their adjustments, reasonable adjustments. Right. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today we're getting even better acquainted with Donna. Hello, Donna. Hello, everybody. (laughs) This is your second time on the show. Yep. Uh, the first time we recorded, I think, must have been in sort of 2011 or 2012. Whoa, Maybe 2013, I'm not sure. Um, but it was definitely the first couple of years of the show because I recently replayed it and put it out again. And I was kind of uh, really interested listening back to it, but I'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, but the other thing to say is we haven't seen each other for maybe four years. Correct. <laughs> That is a long time. Hair has grown. Hair has been lost. This is right. This is right. In fact, yeah, I haven't, I haven't uh, cut my hair since I last saw you, um, and I also haven't been able to afford any new clothes, which is why I'm kind of in, <laughs> in kind of very scruffy, kind of ripped clothes. I'm really running out. I've got like one pair of okay trousers at this point. Uh, the so glamorous yeah, freelance I won't life. Comment. I won't comment on that. <laughs> You're right. You, on the other hand, are dressed uh, fresh, as, as, daisy. As, well, as 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 you were in my memory, so you are now uh, dressed in a kind of individual, excellent way, with a snood and some kind of excellently pa- patterned <laughs> shirt slash dress slash thing. Yep. Um, your, your new cars still got character. Yep. Uh, even though you've changed cars. The fundamental donnerness of you hasn't doesn't seem to have changed. Still trying to mask what's inside. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> right, 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 and that's interesting. Like I think that's that's that was the main thing I felt when I listened back to both of us. So when when we, when we recorded that first conversation, we were friends, but we were just becoming friends. Like we were just getting a measure of each other. After that conversation, we spent a lot more time with each other yeah. at work, learned a lot more about each other. <laughs> and sort of, I think I would have asked you very different questions or responded very differently to the things that you said uh, in that conversation after I'd known you for a while. Also, after I'd known myself better, because mm. for me, it's like that conversation is between two people who have other words that could describe their behavior but don't yet know the words for the for that so like i now you know would talk about having anxiety and depression and mental health issues back then i was kind of just reaching towards that point i think i was trying to get therapy and i was like you know it took a long time to get therapy but i hadn't got to the point where i could say those words about me now i've got an official diagnosis for the anxiety part of that like i've i've been diagnosed with uh, anxiety disorder but i disagree with my diagnosis because i think it should be anxiety and depression but still some validation from the medical establishment um but you also have a few words that i think you didn't know to describe yourself or like to not describe yourself necessarily but to describe why you feel weird within the world yeah it felt like I was um, still wandering right I still am wandering now but also the same 
people give you and the labels now people are giving you direction where right. you should be going or where you've come from means something right whereas before it's just like oh, here i am on my little cloud right i don't know where i'm going or what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> right and i think i would have like by the end of the time we knew each other that like I think we would have talked more that would about have much, that stuff. Been a much better interview, I think. I don't know. I love that first one. Still, it's it's got a lot of sense of fun. It's two people having a lot of fun, yeah, being very true. silly, maybe being very silly about things that they should be looking at with a bit more detail. Yeah. So for people like us, who are the people it is about, it's weird and like a bit awkward and difficult to listen to. But for people who, who don't know us, it's just two people chatting some shit, right? Yeah. In a in a in a cupboard. In a cupboard in a, in a library. Near cupboard, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the first question I ask everybody is, how do you know uh, me? So, you've already mentioned, David, that <laughs> I know you from our previous job four years ago, pretty much. Right, and that's... Working in the library. Yeah, and that's another thing that's changed. We both... When we recorded the first conversation, we both were working the same job. Mm-hmm. Now we're not. That job doesn't exist anymore. We're free. We're free. We can say anything we like about that job, basically, now, in a different way than I'm we could then. I'm also part of that council, though. You are so. still, oh, right, you're still working <laughs> still for the council. I'm still council-based. And, yeah, for people who aren't working for the council, when you are, you uh, in your contract, you're not allowed to say anything negative about the council. So, uh, so I'm allowed to slag off the council if I want, but you're still not. Not that you would. Uh, I don't think all. I would, anyway. I don't think you would, either. <laughs> But we can talk about that job with a, like, a lot more like, yeah, sure. like ability to talk about it in some ways, I guess. Or like what we thought about it, like for realsies. For realsies. I mean, we liked the job, I think. Did you like oh, the job? Yeah. yeah. Sure, it's just singing and dancing. Right. It was, all singing, all dancing. Right. It was yes. probably my, yeah, probably like, yeah, it, it was the best job I've ever had. And yeah, I'll never have same. that job ever again, I don't think. I think it, it suited me. It probably suited you as well perfectly. You're not committed to that much. You've got your free time. You can sing, you can dance, you can have fun. Right. And get paid really well. Right. We did for get one, paid for, yeah, really for the hours well. we worked, yes. we got paid really well. It was a part time job, but it was, you know, decent pay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that again is, is something that may never come again for me. We'll see. But like, it was, yeah, we were early years library outreach workers. Slash entertainers. Slash entertainers. <laughs> we made it what, you know, we, we made it fit kind of our different ways of being in the world very well, I think. Sure. Like, we, we, we both. Everybody in that team did that job completely differently, uh, but they all did it really well, I think. Yeah. I felt that was a good time for for the children as well. I felt like a lot of money had gone into it. The children's centres were open. We were bringing a lot yep. in. Yeah, And that's just gone to nothing. Yeah. The kids that are that age now just have got very little minimum input. It's right, because well, our team kept hit, hitting the figures. Right, like you had to hit the yeah, figures. Yeah. We did, but that didn't save us. Like eventually, it was like, well, we don't care if you're if you've jumped through every single hoop and you've ticked every single box. Uh, unlucky. Goodbye. Yeah. And yeah, when that happened, I wrote an article for the Guardian. Did you see that yeah. at the time? Yeah. The, the comments for that were really annoying. Like the comments were like. Why, why do you think that children should have songs and stories read to them? Is that really a priority? It's like, yeah, actually, unfortunately, yeah. I think it is. Communication. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, it's, it's, it's such a reductive way of looking at that job. Yeah. Because, I mean, as much as I kind of 
think that, that in for some way in some ways that job was quite easy for me to do. I don't think it's easy for everybody no, to no. do. And I definitely think that it is a worthwhile job. Like mm. it be, a job being easy to deliver for the person who's doing the job doesn't mean it's worthless. Doesn't no. mean that it's just singing and dancing. I mean that there's so much more to that job that we were doing. We were yeah. working in communities uh, with lots of different kinds of needs, we were list- working with different groups. Yeah. We were working with special needs groups. We were working with, uh, pet, you know, young mums groups, yeah. story hunt with dad groups, which were really like getting dads involved in, in in just playing with their children in a different way than they're kind of taught to by society. I think that in a way we almost influence some parents as well how to communicate with their children, right. learning skills that they wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah, as an adult, and you suddenly become a parent you don't magically have skills right to know how to develop that child right especially in terms of communication but just knowing if you sing a song or if you read a story that's going to have a massive impact yeah on their start to life right and how they interact with people and it did i mean i don't know if your experience was similar to mine but when the, the, the job was cut and i lost it um like the last week or so like every like children's group gave me like excessive presence that made me feel super guilty yeah. Got, uh, we're, we're, I should say we're recording at the Lee Valley White Water Centre which is the soundscape that people can hear in the background uh, the, the man shouting wasn't anything to do with us, he's just trying to get his family to come and meet him <laughs> um, but anyway yeah like it was <laughs> that's a weird sort of like tangent but I was just like I probably should explain why there's a shouting man in the room with us um, he's not in a room. We're not even in a room. We're outside a cafe um, in, the, in a relatively grey day. It reminds me of the old times. In between doing our job, we would sometimes meet up uh, to have a coffee. In a, you know, sat, yeah. sat in front of a grey sky like this. And sit by water. Right, by water, <laughs> eating our lunches. But yeah, like... Yeah, it, w- it was, a, I think, a really important job and the communities really appreciated yeah, it. And even it was... now, I think this year, in fact, someone came up to me and said, I remember you from the library. Right. And is David available for a party? <laughs> really? <laughs> and I was like... Given my number. You didn't I, even like, ask me. I'm standing right here. Yeah, but you've got a salary. <laughs> but at the same time, there's no reason that people should choose me over you. Quite the opposite. <laughs> no. I think you, you, you did that job in a, a really interesting and exciting way and free yourself into that job in a way like I would go in and do my thing that I worked out how to do and I did it well but I didn't like push myself if I didn't have to often I had to don't get me wrong it was a job um but I but I didn't push myself I didn't uh need to whereas you were constantly reinventing what you were doing you were like constantly imp like changing and like improvising new elements to what you were doing like just your what you were wearing, your costume, like your 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 props, all of that was like you put like a hundred percent into that. I think looking back, that was probably my only creative outlet. That's why. So I'm quite a creative person and an ideas kind of person. So I I fed off that. I right. needed that. It was like, oh yeah. But it was great for the kids, right? It was great for you, great for the kids. Of yeah. course, both me and you, I think, spent a lot of time in that job feeling like imposters. Like like you say, like we were 
teaching people like not to say it was just about teaching people because I think teaching is a two way process I think parents don't need anyone to teach them it's it's a different kind of thing but there was an element of like people were yeah learning skills from us Mm -hmm. and then we were also but at the same time we were feeling like we were people without skills (laughs) like we were like like definitely I think like imposter syndrome like both of us like for you it was much more about like the job was about reading books but words in that kind of way reading in that kind of way isn't isn't something that that you naturally take to let's say no. right and and for me it was very much a different kind of thing I was just very aware that because I was a man everyone was like oh my god a man a man is doing some stuff with the kids like give him all like you know give him all the praise not Donna who's fucking slaving away all the time to make amazing experiences for the children like I I definitely really was aware um, of as a man working with kids, you get like basically they there's people like rolling out a red carpet everywhere you walk. Like it's a novelty, I guess. Yeah. isn't it? Well, you, it's, don't, I, you don't see it everywhere. That's why. And, and kids need it. Like people are right. Yeah. Like when they're like, oh, positive male role models. I'm not saying it's as simple as that. Plenty of uh, kids grow up without dads and have uh, like are very well adjusted. So it's yeah. not always as simple as that. But. Um, but it's true people need people to look up to uh, like people uh, ideas that men can be different kinds of ways mm. than than the, the, the set ways that we're told they, they can be so I, I, I can see how that's all all useful but it, it was kind of definitely a, like a danger because I could get away with more than I should be able to and kind of because for reasons of sexism rather than kind of a fair getting away with yeah. I'm all for people getting away with stuff <laughs> um, but not you know unfairly getting away with stuff um, but also there was, you know, other factors as a man working with kids that were differently sexist, like, you know, like suspicion and uh, and all of that, you know, who's this man walking into a school and, and, yeah. and, and a lot of, like, questions about when are you having children? Like, and it was like, if I'd have said, yes, I'm having children, that's what they really wanted to hear so they could, like, go, oh, he's a safe one. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't want to have kids, so that was always a bit of an awkward moment. I had to kind of either gloss over it or tell the truth or lie, but none of them were kind of the right answer for the people. <laughs> But you were doing amazing things with that job. Um, but I think probably feeling very, like I say, like an, it, more of an imposter than me, right, I would say? I think probably it's just uh, that, self, that self-belief, that self isn't it? If you don't believe in yourself, then you're never going to accept, I'm doing a good job here. Right. You've got low self-esteem. You're right, never going right, to say, right. yeah, look at me. I'm amazing. Right. I'm doing a really good job here. No. But That's why we forever, forever felt... God, I shouldn't be here. I don't have the skills to be here. Who are these people to say, yeah, you're wonderful? Right. But then you look to other members of the team, though, and you go, well, you're doing an amazing job, right? That's how I, I always felt. And I think one of the reasons we, we got on and became friends on that job is because we were the, the, the ones with the with the imposter syndrome. Everybody else was doing a great job, but they, they also knew they were doing a great job. Yeah. They were kind of confident in their job. They were like, I'm, you know, this is a great job. Whereas we had to like when we were advocating for the team, we had to like imagine we were advocating for the other <laughs> members of the team rather than ourselves. That's correct. <laughs> but like, well, lo- having long hair in this wind is like you're the one with the you've got the you've got the, the good hair for this. this I think weather. you need to do your headphones differently. Okay, like, like a, almost like a hairband. Oh, that's a good idea. I might try. This. Okay, don't don't I press anything press and get it wrong. <laughs> and hairband it. Good idea. Okay. Oh, that was. That was romantic. I can, I can do, <laughs> I can do some hair swishing Woo. these days. Yeah, um, that's a thing. Yeah. There you go. How's that? Yeah, that's great. That's better, isn't that's it? That's really solved it. I'm not looking at you through a kind of flickering curtain it's of like hair. It's like you had candy floss machine <laughs> wrapped around your face. <laughs> it was like that. It was like that. Uh, yeah. 
and people can hear the wind, which is good. People love that. They don't people always. Love wind. Some people don't love that. <laughs> But actually, some people it gives pleasure to. That's the kind of sound that gives them ASMR. Uh, what is ASMR? I don't know what it stands for. Why are um, you saying it then? Because that's the, that's the acronym that I can <laughs> remember rather than the something something syndrome ding ding. Anyway, whatever it is, means that you listen to uh, you listen to sounds that are like an aeroplane or a crackle on the tape, like someone crackling yeah. plastic on the table, and uh, that gives you kind of ple- pleasure, like. Uh, sensations so for everybody that complains about the bad sound quality I always like to think of those people who are enjoying it I think it kind of balances it out for me yeah something for everyone right 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 (laughs) and and I think like yeah so when we did that job we were yeah like it was an amazing time we kind of knew it was an amazing time we said at the time it was the best job we'd ever had yeah I think by the end I was like there's some things I think aren't as good about this as there were at the beginning and that was because the 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 world was changing and we weren't having the 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 ability to do the job as as well as uh, we had at the beginning but when it when it was cut that was you know I I agree a loss for the kids uh, more than us like we can go on and do other things they may not be as perfectly suited for us or as enjoyable but we're okay Um, and that was what it was it was very sad for the communities wow that's some good wind there trying to work out how to like make that less where's it coming from the wind I mean, we're, 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 we're in a, like almost a booth space. I think because it's coming in and round, it's going... Yeah, I mean, we're recording this in spring. I'm sure you can all tell from the... <laughs> delightful, <Hurricane>. delightful <laughs> wind sounds. That, that, that's making it work. I don't know why. It's a little bit like... Uh, I don't know. I'm just holding Protection. it to keep it, to keep it happy. <laughs> Listeners, you, you have my, my hand wrapped around you. My, my fingers are wrapped around you, keeping you safe. That sounds very weird. You can stop imagining that if you want to, listeners. So, yeah, like, that job was a while ago, though. What's happened since yeah, then? It like, feels, feels like a long time since I've even thought about that job. It was, yeah. It was a good reliving moment, thanks. I mean, I think the, the second question, I, I mean, I don't just think it, I know that the second question I ask everybody is, what do you do now? Which kind of fits with that kind of, yeah, what's been going on in those four years for you? Oh, my God. This is the question I always dread because I don't know whether I need to start on an actual timeline from when I last saw you and build up <laughs> or just do a general overview. Uh, either. I mean, I at mean, home I did draw a timeline <laughs> out. <laughs> and did my you? partner said, it's too much information. It's too much. Someone came with a spider diagram once of their entire life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't bring it. I didn't bring it. Right, okay. It's hard, awkward moments, you know, interacting with someone else is quite difficult for me, so I don't know the correct protocol always. So. Right, and but I'm an awkward person too, so you're kind of used to, like, when we meet up. What's happening? Cut short hair. <laughs> this is a very extreme uh, wind thing going on. Um, yeah, well, it's weird. Sorry, yeah, I'll answer the question. Go. Hello. No, but I think, like, that's a fair point to make, though, that that whilst we might, when we meet up, although it's been four years, we kind of quite enjoy the fact that somebody else is also finding it awkward and we can find the the fun in that. Yes. Because this is a conversation we're having where you're talking also to the world, that makes it harder for you to, like, be as natural. Socially acceptable. right. To a microphone. Be as naturally (laughs) awkward as you would be. Luckily they can't see me. (laughs) 
Right. So yeah. Anyway. So what is the answer to the question? Well, the winds. What's my job now? Is well, that the question? Yeah. Can you narrow it down? What to do you more do specific now? In a job. Could be. Okay. I'm gonna have job. Yes. Go for job. Okay. The job I do now is. Da, 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 I work in a mainstream school. That means a neurotypical school. Right. With non-neurotypical children. Right. And um, I go into a classroom. I say, "That's not right. That's not right. Change this." And the teachers look at me with disgust, and they come back the next day and do the same thing. That's it. That's my job. No, <laughs> there's more to it. I mean, the, well, yeah. I mean, but it is an overview of the job. Yep. You are trying to help uh, people to have a, a, an educational environment that suits all needs, yes. rather than just some needs. And that's a, a quite difficult job that you have to keep repeating yourself a lot in. Yes. To get change to happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Right. So I'm like a um, a support worker right. for children, but I'm also a, I don't know, I feel like I'm, a, as I said earlier, an advocate right. for the children that are there. Right. So I'm their voice, and I'm the person sticking up for them and trying to get them to learn something. Right. Anything. Right. <laughs> and I guess similarly to what we were talking about, in terms of imagining other members of the team helps you advocate for that team imagining the children like you are not having to imagine them they're literally they're there literally, yeah, but, yeah. But, but like being an advocate for them means that you can be more confident in your pushing for things than you would if you were advocating for your own needs oh yeah 100% right? <laughs> yeah 100% right so this is a new thing for me this confidence and yeah come on so I would say probably a year ago, I wouldn't have been that. I'd be going in a classroom going, uh, excuse me, would you mind just changing this chair around so it faces you rather than this child having their back to you? And they say, yeah, whatever. They don't say that. They say, yes, of course. And uh, and then the next day they don't. And then I inside go, who are these people? <laughs> but now all of a sudden I'm like... Imagine these children when they grow up. Do I want them to be like me? Do I want them to go into a classroom and go, excuse me, could I, you just turn my chair around? I don't. I want them to be confident. I want them to be strong and right. get their adjustments, reasonable adjustments. Right. <laughs> and when you say, do I want them to be like me? Like me. <laughs> there's a lot in that to unpack, really, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to. You don't have to. Um... So yeah, it so like I've the, got the thing a confident yeah, person would do. I've got oh, you little shit. Here we go. Here comes my confidence. I'm straight in my jacket. Here can I come? <laughs> yeah. So I got my own needs uh, yeah. that were never met and still never met. Uh, so trying to learn things in a different court environment is very tricky. Right. And just one or two things that you could just possibly change makes the whole difference to learning something or right, listening to right, something right. or reading something it's crazy right so yeah I'm i just mean because that. that's the thing i mean like the that's what one of the things that makes me feel what makes me wince 
when I listen back to our first conversation is I'm sort of saying things like you're a very unique person and things like that and I meant those things very warmly very like nicely like I, I admired that in you um, but the, but the, like that kind of invisibilizes some of the, the reasons for that uniqueness in inverted commas it's not you know and, and, and it also it suggests that it's a it's a singular singular thing rather than you are a part of a number of people who see the world in a slightly different way from other people and what's normal anyway etc 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 and it goes into that but you by the time of the, the end of the time we were working together you I think had been diagnosed with dyspraxia right dyspraxia and dyslexia right. yeah at that time yeah I'm now in the process of getting a new diagnosis what's the exciting new one of attention or? deficit disorder sure so yeah I've got some labels going on uh and also my mental health label is um, um, OCD. So, yeah, I'm getting all the acronyms. Give them to me. I mean, yeah. I'm, that's still trying to say, yeah, Donna, you are all of these things, but you're still Donna. You are Donna. Yeah. <laughs> Donna is the first thing you are. I think when I, when I hear people say you're unique or you're... It's good yeah. that you're different. Yeah. It sounds to me negative uh, because it sounds like you're saying you're different from everyone else. Yeah. Go and stand over there. And you're not. You're, you're not in this gang. Go away. I mean, I don't <laughs> even have you know, any of those labels. I've got different labels, but not the same ones. And you're not that different from me. No. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's one of the reasons. Like, when I was saying you were unique in that conversation implicitly although I wish it had been a bit more explicitly I was also thinking of myself as being someone who doesn't quite fit in and finds that 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 a different that the world a difficult place to navigate yeah you know wishes that people would just be a bit different to them and then they would be easier easier yeah <laughs> <laughs> life be easy yeah and 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 you know I think it's it's really interesting that you were like feeling like an imposter in our job doing an amazing job like I think you did that job really amazingly because of the fact that you didn't, yeah probably because I've got you, those skills you, yeah it that's was how I'm thinking it was that's two things it. you couldn't rely like I could just rely on books yeah I could just read someone else's words adequately and that would be fine yeah whereas that wasn't something you could rely on in the same way no. and also you had to like like you you thought very sensorily about the the, the the work you did with those children and that again that's something I don't do enough of I didn't do enough of when I was in that job you mm. know like I'm very much in my own head I don't even like to remember I've got a body let alone like <laughs> actually think about what what senses it has yeah I mean I try to I want to improve on that listeners I'm not kind of advocating for that way of being about yourself but you you were a dancer you are like not Words aren't easy for you. No. And so you were always looking for other ways to find things interesting. And you learned Makaton, which is a language, is words. Yeah. So even when you were using uh, Makaton, you might have been feeling like, oh, I'm not, I'm not like ticking the literacy boxes the way that Dave is. But you were literally teaching children a new language, <laughs> yeah. like a, a new way of being literate. Right? Yeah. Which I think is like much better. I could never, like, I tried to learn Makaton, but I could never really remember it. We had that one session, do you remember? That was it. Yeah. Everyone just kept saying, is it time for lunch yet? Let's just go to lunch. Let's have an hour lunch. Come on. Right, right. I mean, you know, yeah, I think I, I, think I did a couple of training days separately as well. Money, oh, yeah. money well spent because I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I think it came naturally to me because um, as a dancer, that's how you communicate 
through your body anyway. So right. Macton's just another form of that. Right. So it was fairly easy. Right. And like when you were talking about making the world in your own head, uh, in our first conversation, you were very much like, I just imagine the world to be the way I want it. <laughs> like that at the time was very funny, yeah. but now it's a bit sad. <laughs> Do you see what so I mean? Sad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That I'm, I'm <laughs> disconnecting myself from reality. You were describing disassociation yeah. from your own like life and experiences. And I was like, cool, fun. <laughs> uh, so apologies about but that. But now looking back going, that's so sad. You must have been so lonely. Yeah. <laughs> that little bubble. Yeah. I mean, like you weren't really, and also you weren't really saying I, I'm imagining the world. Like it was just a, a, a way of describing your experience you you knew what was real and what wasn't real yeah it's just you would like the not real to be real and so you try really hard to think of it imagine it was right because understandably yeah because that's why i make art so i can make a better better world why do i make such depressing art (laughs) (laughs) i could imagine i could do i should make much more uplifting ones with that with that logic but yeah anyway they're ready to go off. So Donna is pointing at um, a, a load of people on a boat who are going like, yeah, we're basically it's overlooking. Like the start of the Viking ride. Yeah, I thought of it as like very much. It's like it's like Alton Towers, the Grand Canyon Rapids, but yeah. without the circular boats. Uh, they're going down in a big boat. I don't know if you can hear any of this, but we can see it, and it, so it's always yes, good it to like. It starts really slowly, and then all of a sudden it's going to go whoa. Yeah, it does look. It, it does kind of look fun. I was saying to Donna before we started recording. I, I was, for a moment before I got here, I was <laughs> imagining that we might be doing it on one of those boats. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I don't. It would be really hard to record on one of those boats. Whoa! It looks yeah. fun, but you know what? I don't like about it. What? having to be with all of those other people on the boat. <laughs> yeah, teamwork. Right, no, it's not necessarily the teamwork, it's just it's very claustrophobic, right? There's a lot of, there's not very much personal space on that boat. Maybe. You've got to get very crushed against your your fellow oars people. You need to be with people that you're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You, you can do it like this, guys, this isn't a one boat. Yeah. One boat, that's called. I mean, the, the, the one boat Kayak. appeals to me. Kayak. Right, it, it, it appeals to me in terms of personal space, but it looks less fun. It's not moving as fast, but maybe that's because they, they're like waiting. They're waiting. Here they go. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, but what did you say? <laughs> so I mean, as someone who's like acquired a lot of labels, mm. I mean, how do you feel about labels? A label's good. Oh, it's so tricky, it's isn't it? It's a hard one. And you work with people who have labels. Yes. And advocate for those labels. But I can see the children that don't have labels. I just can, I've almost got a spider sense that I can feel, I can see in their movements, I can see it in their eyes. You need some help right now. So here I am to help you. Before they've even got someone saying, yo, you've got autism or you've got dyslexia. Yeah. I almost, I can just sense that already. So kids around me don't even need a label. I'm just there to help because I can sense that they need help. Right. There. Right. Whereas for me, labels, oh God, it's so hard because you're, you're desperately trying to find an answer to why am I thinking like this? Why am I? Yeah. Why do I look at the world like this? Yeah. And until someone says, yes, here's your label, you're still saying, why, why am I this? Why am I this? Right, right, right. And the label only opens up new 
internet pages for you. <laughs> <laughs> you get the label and then you go, okay, let me Google this. Right. Yes, I am this. How can I help myself? Let's type some more. Right. Da, 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 da. And then you're just on a... It's, I don't know, it's that internet roller coaster. Yeah, internet quest. Yeah. It's like you're finding research about yourself on the internet. Right. I guess it's like that if you've got um, a medical condition, yeah. someone gives you the medical label, that's it. Then you research, how am I going to get better? How is this going to work for me? Right. But if you didn't have those labels, I don't think it changes your life that much. You're still the same person. You're still feeling the same things. It's more about the labels help you to access things that you can't access if you don't have those labels. Oh, that's true. You'd stay you the mean, same. Yeah. But when we were working... You'd get a key to a toilet. Yeah, you were getting extra work-related help. that's true. Because of your diagnosis. That is true. So if we just gave people the help they needed without, uh, like, them needing to Yeah, like what I'm doing already, yeah. Yeah. Then that would... Then the label would be less useful. But whilst we live in a society where those labels can open up keys, like, can be keys to, like, doors for you, that's useful. But also those labels are a bit... They're, they're, they're tricksy, aren't they? Because they can yeah. they can open stuff up, but they can close stuff down for the people. Yeah. Well. They're like, oh right, you've got that label, so maybe you shouldn't come to our party. Actually, yeah. Do you know what I mean, I'm not saying we want to go to parties uh, necessarily, <laughs> but, <Not> like, <laughs> but like, but like, but like, labels are a complicated thing. I've definitely seen damage done by people not having a label when they're growing up and not having any special extra treatment like having useful treatment and then like a lot of women find out that they're autistic in later life for example and that means that they haven't had the same help that all of the The autistic men have (laughs) had I mean not all of them and there's of course some autistic men aren't aren't, aren't diagnosed and and, uh, autism isn't always experienced in the same way so there are different sorts of signs to look for and all of these why am I I'm like autism explaining to like somebody who actually does uh, work with you know I thought you were explaining to everyone else yeah I was I was probably doing a better job no I I, I wasn't explaining it to you (laughs) But I was becoming self-conscious that I was talking. I'm, You're yeah, preaching yeah. to I'm, the choir. I'm also like, am I saying the right shit? Like, like you, you'll, say, you'll know. Actually, I mean, actually, David, I'll correct you. Yeah, there. I mean, I've, I've worked with kids with special needs as well, but like four years is a long time in uh, in science, knowledge, education. All of those things change massively. Like, my partner's just, been working in schools off, for ages, yeah. and like now the way that autism is sort of is different. From the way it was thought of yeah, 15 it's al- years it's ago, almost right? magical <laughs> well how it changes yeah yeah i mean i don't know what like it's like we i don't know like every time you find make a box you also exclude people from that box and i think that like it, that, that's one of the things about labels like the, the box that was made around autism was far too small yeah and now it's had to be enlarged yeah it was an in, it was a badly made box based on kind of biases and all of those sorts of things at the time maybe they just didn't know enough right there's that too you can't always blame people it's a shame that's that same you know medical science right just give one pill that fixes everything whereas now you can have right back in the day what is that called not evolution what am I trying to say development both of those words are actually perfectly reasonable to use (laughs) for that um you know, you can keep picking some other ones, but I think it's clear what you meant. Yeah, thanks. You're, you're fine on that. <laughs> I mean, so, like, yeah, you're, like, 
advocating for disability, right? For disability. Well, <laughs> I, I said this before we started recording, that's not the way to phrase it. But uh, then I phrased it that way myself. <laughs> um, you're advocating for people who have disabilities, right? Would that be, is that the right way to describe it? I think I am trying to say that. And I am, um, what am I? I don't know, I have become quite sad, solemn. Um. First of all, you're not uh, exhibiting any side of that in our conversation. All oh, right, okay. You, know, you don't seem sad or, or in, Internally, I am quite feel sad inside. Uh, I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to feel inside in some ways in the world. I think... Um, what do I think? <laughs> I always start with I think. And I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say. Wait, I'm going to start again in a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm recognising that. <laughs> Taking the I've got a point, but I can't remember what right. it is. Here it comes. Uh. <laughs> this is a genuine pause. Yeah, no, it is a genuine pause. I need to genuinely pause because... Because what? My, my brain is stuck. When I'm, I'm just stuck at the moment. I mean, that's fine. Um. There's no reason why conversation has to... Ha- be continuous with no pauses I mean you know there is on a mic it's a bit there's different a it's on to, <laughs> <laughs> a structure to conversations and pauses is not acceptable right but but who made that structure like who decided Society. that was the way it is we can change it though. we can we can we can change it okay <laughs> <laughs> we can bring in our own rules for conversation but also I can edit oh yeah sure I'm also aware that you have battery life. I do have battery life. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I do. I've got two whole bars at the Ooh. moment. I had three to the moment we began. This has been one bar. Whoa! <laughs> uh, for listeners, uh, Donna is, <laughs> has le- leapt into action to protect my, my, my... Yeah, yeah. why not? Uh, I think I need to stand up. That we've, we've, uh, so I'm rolling a cigarette and Donna just went and rescued my paper. Uh, which I was better for standing up. I think I was trapped to the chair... Do it. I mean, the, the thing is, you, 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 you've literally already kind of... I shouldn't apologise for my own needs. That's true. And already in, in this conversation, you've already given people reasons for why you might need to say, you know, for someone who might be, you know, uh, have attention like deficit disorder, you might <laughs> need to kind of change your attention, change your the way, like your experience that sitting... Uh, over a table in solemn conversation might not be your your natural bag and that's okay right yeah. it's absolutely reasonable for you to be the way you are Donna uh, I know you, you don't like need me to say that now. I don't <laughs> <laughs> is that a real person or just a, a fictional oh, yeah. position I'm so, now taking um, I've been lucky enough to have um, some something government based that has actually worked for me. So That's when good. you've got a disability, you can have a team of people working with you and helping you to stay in a job. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have days off. Right. <laughs> so that involved for me a mentor, a coach, and a computer trainer. So I've had three people in my life this year wow. helping me to stay in a job and helping me believe that I should be in that job. That I shouldn't be saying, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't have the same skills as everyone else. That makes me not... The same as what you're saying about the 
other job. Yeah, that's what you. I mean, I'm it's really exactly glad the that they've. And I'm really glad to hear you got a team saying what I would occasionally try to say you on, say to you on lunch breaks. It's like, yes, this is this, you, you definitely that, you, sh- you deserve that. Like I want you to have that. That is good. <laughs> I literally feel like I have people on my shoulder going, "You can do this, Donna. Come on." Well, you've got different things to bring to that particular job you're doing now than anybody. Well, lots of people like you could bring those skills but you have specific skills because got, you've been I've there I've got a great set of skills yeah. that not a lot of people have got right that I work with and those skills make my job brilliant <laughs> because they're skills that are I know it's cliche to say, but they are out of the box. They're not written on a bit of paper. They're like plucked from obscurity, from the sky. The sky she's just kind of indicating the sky for, they're plucked, for listeners. They're plucked from all walks of life, and they're all jammed. And I'm thrusting them at people, and people find that hard to accept. But in the long run, those ideas are amazing. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. I think all my ideas are amazing. Good, I'm glad that you're yes, saying that. Yes, I can't believe it. I just this said is, that. For, li- for listeners who are like, whoa, she saying... suddenly got really arrogant. For, li- for listeners, that is not <laughs> something... Look at my leg, that, I've that cocked it up that on Donna, a chair. Donna doesn't find that easy to say. That's like self-actualization rather than arrogance. That's like believing in yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure listeners would have worked that out anyway, but just an underline the point. I've gone from meek to, look at me, yeah. almighty powerful. Yeah, I, I would not have expected Donna to say that. Four years ago. In fact, all all you would ever say is, "Oh no, what I'm doing isn't very good." Yeah. Oh no. If like, I can say that and not apologise. This for is that. great. This is great. This is great. I'm actively excited to see this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're 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 an inspiration. Like I got to get to that point. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I don't Good. know why. Good. Well, yeah, you should be because you because you. I think you're... I'm excited because I'm not meek and I'm not. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's not who I am, and who I am is this person that says. Right. You know. But the, check out this idea. It's the meek, brilliant. The meekness came from people like discouraging you rather than encouraging you. I feel like it, it comes from like the reason. Probably, yeah. I mean, it probably also comes from people like me going like, like "Oh, you're so weird and wacky," you know, like <laughs> like yeah. you know, and an other rather than like you're part of the world and like everything that you're putting in yeah. is equally valid as everything else. You know, someone to like point at you, someone to learn from. And I learn from people every day, but I'm learning the wrong things. I'm learning how someone else would look at the world. Right. I'm learning how to follow someone else's path, and that's not my path at all. Right. My path is the zigzag. Right. <laughs> so, and I like my path. I like I like being who I am, and I like my ideas, and I like how I dress. But um, right. I need to look at myself and say... I'm not that person next to me. I'm not my neighbour. I am. Right. I mean, that's. Oh a good God, e- that sounds like. You don't, know, worry, a song. don't worry. Don't worry. I am what, so what I am. So what? <laughs> like that's a song. Give some people some useful kind of ex- like. It's from a musical, yeah. Right. Gives people like the, that song. It's about being gay, but it's yeah. validated for disability. Some, <laughs> for some people, that song is the equivalent of your team. 
you know, about a different aspect of their identity, but still. But like that's, I mean, it's it is it is genuinely so great, like so great to hear, like to hear you say this. And like when we had that conversation, we talked about the way that you dressed, I think, and we both dress quite um, unusually. I would dress um, unusually, but with like without the rips in my clothes if I had a bit more money but we both decide to now I'm being like scrutinised for rips uh, I wish I'd never drawn attention to them um, but the but like <laughs> no there's none the, these are the good trousers that's it um, the, the, there's any other trousers you, you, you could probably find some yeah flaws anyway the the thing I was going to say is that like you were talking about I, I we were talking about like the kind of the paradox of like dressing in an unusual way but not wanting people to notice you um that's what we talked about quite a lot in our first conversation yeah, I that. and i think that's interesting because it's like now you're saying that like, i like the way that i dress i'm like happy with it like i don't mind like you're 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 just like but then you were like oh yeah i know the way i dress is a bit weird and, uh, <laughs> and i know and that's partly my fault for like you know finding it weird and entertaining and uh, like encouraging that thought in you um, I think because of myself, you know, wearing clothes is just wearing clothes. Right. This doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean A, it doesn't mean B, it doesn't mean I'm unique, it doesn't mean I'm the same. They're just clothes they at the end of the day. Right, and why are, material. Why, yeah, and why, <laughs> why, are, why are our clothes or our haircuts weird and the people in the suits not weird? Like, that's yeah. pretty weird. Like, you know, and they're all dressed the same. That's super weird. <laughs> I mean, that's that's very unusual. I mean, fine. That is unusual. <laughs> I mean, it's not really in like the entirety of human history, but it is weird if you stop and think in it and look at it. And that's that's what I always say. Like everybody's weird because if you if you're not somebody else, they're unusual to you. Yeah. The, way, the way they think, the way they act, their choices yeah. are interesting because they're not what you would make. And some people respond to that by kind of excluding people but that doesn't have to be the way it has to be it can no. it can be like taking a delight in our differences and uh, like finding out like oh that's let's see how a neurotypical and a neuro neuroatypical or whatever the phrase is of the moment <laughs> like how these how like why what what's why can't those two people find a way of communicating why do they have to be that one's wrong this one's right yeah. be the same as this one I mean, it's the same with, like, introverts and extroverts, right? Yeah, the world's, true. like, run for extroverts. And me and you are people who get put in the extrovert camp, but I'm not sure either of us are particularly extroverts. I, I, no. I, I think of myself as an ambivert, like I move around. Yeah, yeah, um, I think I'd be the same. Yeah. It depends how comfortable you are, right, I guess, right, different right. situations. Right. There's some children playing hide-and-seek in it's front here. of us. It's quite exciting. <laughs> Will he be found? Stop, stop pointing at him. <laughs> Run away now. He's realised that. He's realised that he's getting point that. <laughs> oh no, I think it's one of them ones where you've got to get to the place and like, um, like you get to the. No, look, she's coming to find. I yeah, but I, I think. Oh uh, no. I need a wee in a minute. Is that going to be a problem? Yeah, we can pause it. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so. Can I my pencil? What? What? Do you do smell I, do I want to? Yes, I'll smell your pencil. Let me just rub it up. Okay, she's rubbing a pencil now. Did you get anything from that? No. But I'm, a, I'm literally smoking a cigarette with my other hand. No. 
Why oh. is it? What's this supposed to smell it's like? It's cola. Oh yeah, it's got. Probably I mean, it's got it cola it. bottles on it, so uh, that's the clue. It smells like fags now. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so I'm not the best. My nose is not You've the. Ruined my pants. My nose is not designed to smell. This is why another reason I'm not sensory, right? Mm. Like <laughs> too busy damaging my body to use my body. <laughs> you're, you're ruining those senses. I am, uh, unfortunately. Seventeen thousand pounds. That's going to cost you. Donna's got a notebook in front of her um, <laughs> that she's written £17,000 on. Um, <laughs> how do you advocate for disability, like for, for disabled people? I mean, I'm not going on protests. I'm not um, making a charity. I'm starting small. Right, well... <laughs> so I'm starting days. with me. <laughs> right, you're, then the, you're the, the first person to advocate me. for it. Yeah. Right, right, right. When you say advocate, it sounds well, you, more like, I'm taking charge, I'm going to bring down the government, da, da, yeah. da, da. Well, I mean, you said the word advocate before we started I recording. I know, I think, but I'm happy I think to because my mentor keeps saying mind. that to me. My mentor keeps saying, you know, you should stick out what you're doing, stay what you believe in, because, you know, you're, you're protesting for the future generations and their, you know... Well, how they're perceived in the world. Your mentor is right, but yeah, like, at the given... same time, it's not your responsibility to like, take on like future generations on your shoulder. Like, <laughs> oh, but I like it. I think. mean, it's good. It's good to keep them. <laughs> I feel in like mind. control of that. Yeah, I do. I'm like, yes, do. I mean, I'm not. I'm not looking to change any of the excellent work your mentor is doing. Like, come in after four years and like fuck it all up. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen my old friend in ages. Went to see her. Completely screwed up her entire life. Uh, no. It's it's a complicated thing being someone of a spokesperson for a whole group of people who, uh, like, you're not really a spokesperson for anyone but yourself. But at the same time, you're trying to get better situations for people who are like you. So you're, it's yes. more than you as well as you. Yes, correct. Yeah. That. I mean, and, what and, you just said. <laughs> <laughs> and are you just doing that through your job at the moment? Yeah, through my job. Yeah. Gosh. Yes. That wasn't like a neg. That was not no. like just for your job. No. Like, it's, like it's always, my jobs are always, job. my job is something, is my creative outlet still. And it's, it's still, I give everything my all. That's good. In my real life, it's a different story, isn't it? It's still, still, it's still a lot of work there. I don't have a mentor for being at home. I don't have a mentor. Right, because you're, you know, you, you have a... I've got a role. I have a role to play You're a, you're a here. parent as well as a, a parent. family member of all sorts of directions, like a, a daughter yourself. Yes. Uh, and, you know, like, and the, the other members of your family may or may not have labels, I don't know. But, mm. like, yeah, you're definitely having to, like, interact with people who are different from you in intimate spaces as well as like wider spaces same as anyone right like, yeah sure me and, me and my partner are very different um, we have to work out to live in a house together it's not easy <laughs> all the time um, which I'm sure is the same for you and your family which is not to say anything negative about either of our ho- home setups it's just you know yeah. more complicated when you're at home you're still trying to you're trying, still trying to fit into the norm right and it doesn't work right so you just live it the best you can and the way that makes two people happy that live together. Right. I'm sure you do the same. Indeed. <laughs> Just, I mean, we're, we're more successful sometimes than other times. Yeah, I feel and, the same. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like at work, you are, you have a role. 
I've got a role to play. Working for other people as well as yourself, or like for like so that makes it easier. But out in the the wild, there's no, there's no rules. There's no rules. There's no structure in real life. Yeah. Is there? That's what finds it difficult. I mean, do you want, do you, do you crave for structures? Do you want structures? Well, here's the problem. <laughs> so I always gave myself structures, but they're very limited. So it's quite time-based. Yeah. And then I had some sort of breakdown and then I had to go to therapy who said, you don't need all these rules. Just live it calm. So I took all the rules away and now I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Is it better? It is better. It's less stressful, but it's also it's non-motivating. It's having no structure. Right. you got nothing to go, oh, I need to be here by a certain time. Right. Or, yeah. When did that breakdown happen? Oh, um, that was two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been, since in, in the time since I've seen you last, I've been to therapy 20, 20 weeks on the NHS. Ooh, didn't have, 20. Didn't, didn't quite have a breakdown, I guess. Uh, probably I've had breakdowns, but never like at the same time as actually getting help. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really seen them as breakdowns. I probably romanticised them <laughs> into kind of like being a tortured artist. That's my that's that used to be my go-to excuse for being a, a fuck up. Um, that I, I can call myself a fuck up, but I'm not calling anyone else <laughs> with similar problems a fuck up. Um, nor should I be calling myself a fuck up. Let's be let's be frank. Yeah. That was another thing. I cut some bits from our conversation when I replayed it, and that's because I was really harsh about myself a couple of times, <laughs> like in a completely unjustifiable way that like would make other people feel bad about themselves. <laughs> um, so I cut those bits because that's what you do when when you go back and find out that the person you are now has different editorial opinions to the person that you were <laughs> back in the day. We change. So. You've been to therapy. I've been to therapy. I've been to therapy. I've been to therapy three times. I'm waiting for my next time. Right, you're having up. them in little bursts then. So, yeah, so I did uh, 12 weeks. And then I paid for some, which was just too much oh, yeah, money. Yeah, that worked out. Whoa. I'm supposed to be doing that, but I've just kept kicking it down. The yeah, so now I'm waiting for <laughs> my, next, my next batch is NHS, but I'm on a waiting list because it's... Um, it will be ongoing therapy. It Ooh, won't be a the block. Holy Grail. It will be. That's what I wanted. Is it psychotherapy? Is that psychodynamic? The... They say psychodynamic therapy sometimes. Oh, yeah, Talking therapy. Ones. I don't know. There's all sorts of different flavors. <laughs> they all feel the same to me. My, my one was like me just going ah. <laughs> my, my one was like you have to say everything. Like I like she can't give like I've got to talk. I, I mean, it's oh, like them in that dangerous with me yes. as well because I'll just talk forever, <laughs> like and second guess and try to imagine. Did you record what she's your thinking. own therapy? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I did. I did say to her that like uh, part of me wanted to, to to ask her to go on the show, <laughs> but I like left it at that to see what she'd say rather than actually like literally put it on the table at the end because I I actually do think there's a value in having some of my life not on microphone actually <laughs> like it's actually quite valuable to have you know privacy yeah Is privacy yeah. I guess so I'm, I don't know I'm working on boundaries <laughs> uh, but yeah like I had to do all the talking that was weird because like I was expecting like oh I see what's going on with you mm. here I'm going to psychoanalyze you and find out all of the things just from the way that you flicked your hair yeah um, but there was there was more like talk about yourself a lot and then she'll reflect a bit of that back and what did you, you have? have to work CBT? out your own stuff. No, no, it was... 
I guess I don't know what talking. I, I know, yeah, t- I talk in therapy. One to one. I could never quite work out. It wasn't Freudian. <laughs> I know that. Um, did you fall in love with your therapist? No, no, I did. I didn't fall in love with. Her. I was quite pleased that, that there wasn't that element there. Oh, she kind of I always. I did with everyone. I've fallen in love with. Well, I mean, I felt, <laughs> I, felt I felt I liked her. I, I like I felt kind of nice towards her, but I like friendly. Mm. I bought a present when I left. Oh, that was fine. Is also, that inappropriate though? Well, no. Well, we talked about that in therapy yeah, that before it. <laughs> we like before it. I was like, well, I'm thinking of getting you a present. She's like, oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about that. That was the sort of thing. Um, so yeah, you know, it was very very meta therapy. And like you know, okay. be like, oh, we're getting somewhere. Oh no, he's he's having a half hour rant about prison abolition. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, and she, she pointed out that you know, sometimes you can like politics can be a, a, a defence mechanism uh, for looking at your actual life and self. <laughs> She's not completely wrong. She's not completely wrong. She's not completely wrong. It's more complicated than that. Yeah, like sure. I think that for me, mental health these days I look at it very much like it's not just about what's inside you it's also about the world around you Yeah. and therapists who don't yeah. accept that are kind of a, a difficult like she accepted that so I could work with her I had met a couple of other therapists who didn't think like that and I could not have worked with them because it's like you know if you're a, a, a person of colour in the world if you, and you go in and you're like I'm really depressed because I keep experiencing racism mm-hmm. and the therapist's like well, it's, it's actually to do with inside it's so you. Do, yeah. It's like, and, and, and it's a similar thing, I imagine, for you, right? That, that you have a, a slightly different operating system for the way that you engage with mm. the world. And so it's not just your operating system that's the problem. In fact, it's mostly the world. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing, right? Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that my therapy wasn't all about like what went wrong in my childhood. I'm not saying that. Mm. But I mean, I think that the world is also a part of, of why, I don't, why yeah. I don't feel in, like comfortable. But I, didn't, but I didn't. I didn't feel. I didn't fall. I didn't. I didn't fall in love with her, um, which was handy. That is handy. I had CBT a few years ago with somebody who I thought was attractive, but I. But I don't think that's falling in love either. Um, that was just a kind of. I don't know. A thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I, I actually, I think we were friends at the time because I think I remember mentioning that to you when we were friends. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you fall in love with all your therapists? Yeah, I think that's just because they're ready to listen. Yeah. And they're happy to just sit and listen to your rant. So it's like, oh, you're accepting me. And everything I'm saying, you're accepting. I mean, it's a standard and they're thing. Like listening, yeah. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the therapy in general? Like, has it been helpful? Well, yeah, for a couple of months after, and then I feel like I'm reverting back. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. I know what you mean. I'm not sure what skills I learned. And you grow and change as a person, and your outlook changes. So it could be one thing in that moment, and then it changes to a new thing. Yeah. So. And also, you're like, now I've changed. Um, so, like, through therapy, I've learned this thing, but the world's still the same. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I now know why I do that, but I still do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they say the fact that you can acknowledge that you are doing that yeah, and you are step. thinking that is yeah. a pause almost, isn't it? Pause for thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one, therapy. Yeah. And medication's a weird one. Yeah. Trying to say, hmm, take these medication, you'll feel much better. So you're on medication at the no. moment? No. No, they gave me some and I looked at it and went, 
this is not right. <laughs> This you didn't even just take gonna, it. No, just, I just looked at the box. Visually looking at the packet. Just keep told looking you at the bucket and going, mm. <laughs> This mean, is not going to change anything. I know people It might give me diarrhea. It might make me constipated. Do I want that on top of how I'm feeling? No. I know people who take medication and it works for. I don't take medication and yeah, but what does it consistently do? decided not to take it similarly to you. It doesn't um, change how you got to that place. If it works for Is people, it? it works for them, right? Yeah, if if somebody takes medication and it works for them and it makes them happy or happier or gives them the life that they feel comfortable with, whether it's happiness or, or not, that's fine. But, like, if it doesn't work for you as well, like, don't do it. And, like, there definitely are... I also know people who've taken medication and it's been really not cool, not not fun, not good for. Yeah. I guess you only know if you try it, but you don't have to try it. <laughs> I'm not, like... Don't do drugs! I'm not telling you you should do it, but, like, that's... So, so you didn't take the... the no. Didn't take the pill. No, I didn't, didn't take, take the pills. The, didn't take the red pill, get out of the I went back and went, no, it's not for me. Right. <laughs> I went, oh, okay, you sure about that? We can try something. No, nope, don't want it. And that's for OCD? Or... Yeah. Because, I mean, I imagine you've got anxiety, right? Yeah. And you must have. <laughs> Hell that's, yeah. That's the label we must be able to share. Yeah. And I think my obsessive thinking is probably just based on, you know, my creative mind and imagination it is a, more than anything it's it just that sometimes line. it goes to yeah. a dark yeah, zone yeah, yeah. and that makes it obsessive right <laughs> i mean i think the same thing about like the, the obsessiveness i have like like you know jen finds it exhausting like i can't turn off like i'm still thinking of ideas when we're brushing our teeth or whatever do you know yeah. what i mean i'm like 24 7 if i'm doing a thing i'm thinking about that thing yeah that can make it really that can help me make good things yeah it can actually give me a lot of fulfillment and happiness but yeah, when it goes over to the dark side, yeah. I'm obsessing about how terrible a person I am. Mm. Is there a point in living? Those kind of things. Yeah. Fun stuff. Fun. The fun stuff. <laughs> um, you got to find the balance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's definitely a balance. And Mine's I used, I used to excuse extreme, it, right? Extremes. I, I used to use the art to excuse it. I used to be like, of course, I, I'm a tortured artist, of course. Like, you have to feel the darkness in order to feel the light. I don't think that anymore. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't at all. I think... It's quite God, nice. I wish I was an artist. It's quite nice I not feeling the darkness. Yeah, you, yeah, but I you are an that. artist in a way. But less, your life is your art. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what you said in our first conversation, and it's not entirely wrong. I mean, you are a creative person. You're using creativity to do the job you do now. You've already said. Yeah, sure. When we did, when we worked together, you were absolutely a, a you know, you were officially an early years library outreach worker. You were actually an early years. Uh, abstract art kind of concept person <laughs> like you were like going in and giving people experiences of like yeah. deep artistic experiences <laughs> yeah. I mean as much as you know deep for the under fives I'm not suggesting our babies <laughs> yeah right 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 <laughs> through dramatic dance right right, right 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 but I mean that, and that was valuable and creative and good yeah I think when people uh, say you're creative I think people thinking I'm good at making things or I'm good at drawing or you know poetry you aren't bad at the first I, two not. of those things <laughs> like you can you can do stuff you I can, can make, make stuff I can make stuff yeah yeah I mean you you the way that you put together a costume uh, is a, <laughs> a, 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 you know some people some people get paid loads of money to put together stuff for fashion models to wear yeah, sure. and you just throw it together before an under five session I mean that's that's how it used you know that's what you used to be yeah I mean these days you probably maybe do you wear less costume work 
I do wear less costumes, but yeah. But you do probably take any But when there's a costume day, I'm there. I'm for Leon Games. Donna was a very big <laughs> advocate for me to wear costume when I did uh, work with her. And oh, when you was my elf. Do you remember? Yeah, I do remember being <laughs> I was Father elf. Christmas. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> the surrealness of that. Yep, that was surreal. I liked it. It was... Um, uh, uh, happening, they were. My, uh, they would have said on my theatre studies course. Um, it was great, um, but I'm not. I'm not a natural costume wearer. I like to. Wear, I like it's to. I like to. I like to dress unusually, but I don't like to dress like uh, as things. I like to dress as like, like themed. Um, yeah, I like not to themed. dress as a weird anachronistic mix of different styles, <laughs> rather than like a, a pirate. Um, not, which is not to say I didn't dress as a pirate occasionally in that job. But yeah, do you, do you want? Do you need to run to the loo? Yeah, that'd be great. Shall I pause this while you do that? Please. Or I, I could just keep making you like stay there, cold, <laughs> shivering. Are you staying here? Or are you yeah. Come with me? Well, actually, I, <laughs> are you right? actually, I might use the loo as well. But at the same time, no, I'll, t- I'll wait with your Let's costume. Let's take it in I'll wait, turns. I wait with. I don't know why I said that costume. I wait with your Iron Man, your <laughs> Marvel bag, bag. Your, bag, your Marvel comics bag. I'll be back. Uh, see you in a minute. I am publishing a book through Unbound. Unbound are a publishing company, which means that they don't publish things that they don't think are good and that they edit. The thing that makes them different from other publishing companies is they're half publishing company and half crowdfunding company, which means that the way that the books get published is that people who want to read the books pre-order those books. They can pre-order them as a digital copy or as a hardback, or they can pledge more money to get different kinds of things along with the book that they're pre-ordering. Unbound approached me in December to see if I wanted to adapt my show What About the Men? Mansplaining Masculinity into a book. And I said, yes, please, I definitely would like to do that. And so that is what I'm doing. If you go to the Unbound website, and there'll be a link to this in the show notes, you can find Mansplaining Masculinity over there and pre-order a copy of that book. The way that this book is going to get made is by people like you pre-ordering it and pledging to it, and people like you telling other people about it, sharing it on social media, recommending it to other people, those kinds of things. You can find out what the book is fully about by reading about it on the page. There's a video of me in a purple dress and fedora with my childhood toy dolphin telling you about what the book is about. But basically, Mansplaining Masculinity is about looking into myself and looking out at culture and thinking about how masculinity is constructed and created and how systematic elements contribute both to the ways that men are hurt by society but also the ways that men hurt other people in society. It is not a book that says that men are the problem but it is a book that will say that we can be part of the solution. And if you want to get an idea of what it's like before you pledge to it, you can listen to a podcast of the show that it's adapted from on the website mansplainingmasculinity.co.uk. And also there was an episode of BBC Radio 4's Forethought called Liberating Men, which was a reflection on an extension of the show. So listen to those shows see if you like what you hear and if you do then please do 
support and pledge to make mansplaining masculinity happen. Yeah, it is cold out here. You are right. And my hair's gone really frizzy. I just went to the loo, so I looked in the mirror and oh my god. Because of the wind. It's gone very frizzy. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's almost like it's it's this it's the level of frizzy that it often is when I go to uh go to the seaside. I get frizzy I get frizzy hair at the seaside. And Have yeah, I we're got that? No, no, quite no, flat. no, yours is quite flat. Mm. Kind of back it's back back shaved. I guess, or whatever that is called. I don't know what that's called. It's called Shot something. Shot back and sides. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back shaved sounds more like you've literally got a shaved back. <laughs> and yeah, we're, th- we're recording this conversation in, uh, in Essex or Hertfordshire. I'm not sure which one we're actually in, but th- we're listeners who you know are used to me being in London. We're not in London anymore. Uh, there's like... It's a Sunday, so the buses are like every hour, which is uh, very un-London. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is a neck of the woods. Weirdly, I've been up here quite a lot. Not to this, not to Lee Valley Water Centre, but to uh, walked all along the Lee River all the way up, up out past Chesant from mm. from Leytonstone. Do a lot of walking these days. That's one. Like when I worked so with you, I was I was walking around Enfield. <laughs> to get from one children's centre mm. to another um, now I yeah now I just walk now I just walk all, all around for no purpose well me and Jen do it together so it's a bit more interesting I think if I was just on my own there'd be no one to speak to you know what I'm like with no one to speak to <laughs> I mean yeah but I mean but like definitely like walking is a a, a, a big thing I do now weirdly um, you're conscious I guess that's happened go, in the foot I need to go for yeah, a yeah, walk yeah 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 well we like we've done just... we've done all of the Capital Ring which is like a big ring mm-hmm. walk thing around London. We've done like the Lee Valley River walk. We've done our own walk. Like, you know, you start off on the walks and then you go like, right, what can I do that's like off walk? Like, <laughs> what about that place that's miles away? How, how, how could we actually walk? There? Oh, yeah, we could. <laughs> so we've done a lot of like, I mean, we basically walked pretty much all around London, like any area of London we've probably walked at some point. Uh, you've got to do and it's free walking yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's always a good thing and I you know as a freelancer now I just work in front of a computer so so it's good to get out yeah fresh air that that was it when we did when we did our job like I was fit because I was like walking all around Enfield doing head shoulders knees and toes five or six or seven times sometimes a day Mm. get keys to trim at one point you were really tiny do you remember yeah do you remember or not what do you mean? I felt like your body was so I was tiny. I definitely was thinner than I have been ever since or before. <laughs> that is true. Like once, like I guess that, 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 yeah. Like I was the closest. Like as I, at uni, I did a year's dance and I had a six pack then. But um, like the the other time that I've, <laughs> I love that you say that so whimsically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, were the I had days. A had a six pack then. then. Well, you wish back your hair. Yeah. <laughs> but since then, I've not been that trim until I, until I yeah was. An early years r- library hours worker. Where <laughs> it's not a job that people expect to keep you fit. <laughs> they go, oh yeah, like reading stories to children. How's that going give, to give, give you any kind of exercise? Well, it's mostly dancing. It's mostly moving, and also yeah, like moving about. If you want to get around a, three places a, a day, borough yeah. of London, learn to walk around it because it's, it's always much closer together than you think. Yeah, like half the time you wait for a bus, 
you could have walked, walked it in, it in that, that time. time. So, yeah. just a little tip for you, <laughs> London, <laughs> Londoners, because you need you need my tips. Although walking around London, yeah, definitely teaches you how like there's a whole completely different way of thinking about the city that isn't related to the tube map or isn't related to the yeah. maps in general for like transport. Like, actually, half the time you could just walk between one station and another. Oh God, what am I become? Like, listen to me. I'm like. <laughs> Well, you know, you youngsters, you, 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 you know, yeah, anyway. Transport. That's why I've done, I, I do a lot of walking now. Right. That's I all don't. I got on that. <laughs> Had to still drive. But I know this area, I know this area relatively well. And also we, uh, we adopt, we fostered a dog for a weekend. We were going to have that dog, but we had to give it back at the end because mm. it was a great dog, but it was too big. It was a Rottweiler. <laughs> Like, it was just a Rottweiler. Like, they said it was a Terrier cross. It was, it was not. a Rottweiler. It was a Rottweiler. I mean, a lovely Rottweiler, but we picked up the Rottweiler. Like, on the bus today, I went past the dog place where we picked up the Rottweiler and uh, walked, or, like, the, we walked along the bus route, basically, mm. uh, all the way along to, was it Wolfham Cross or whatever? Yeah. Wolfham Ab- I've walked to Wolfham Abbey from my house. How long did that take? Uh, Two hours? F- Three. F- I think it's... Well, if I was to walk back today, it's eight miles from here. Um, so something like ten miles, probably. Anyway. Wow. I don't know how many hours that is. Is that what you're going to do today? Yeah, I was thinking about it. It's not a very a nice, nice weather. Day. Yeah, because you can walk all along the river, all the way along. To well, your the house. canal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all, almost to my house, to Walthamstow, and then you oh, have to yeah, come okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> Jump off. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, no. So yeah, it's nice to be out. In the country, and you don't live in London. We worked in London together, but you don't live in London. No, I live in this town. T- this town, Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. If there's a horse and grass, it means country to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 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 there's a lot more people who commute into London in this part of the world than there is in a lot of yeah. uh, countryside places. But apart from that, it's pretty much country. I don't think it's anyone can argue both, it's not best of both best worlds. Of both. Right. Right. You can call them worlds. Yeah. I, I did fencing the other night. Should we talk about that? Fencing? <laughs> like making fences or sword fighting? Sword fight fencing. My favourite kind out of those two options. <laughs> should we talk about that or not? I think we should if you've up. got something to talk about. Yeah. Well, well, I did it. <laughs> and how did you find it? So it's called Girls Outdoors. It's a gang of women, ladies, That's getting like- outdoors, doing kayaking, rock climbing fencing I don't know why it's girls outdoors but it is I think girls feel threatened by men There's I'm not sure legitimate reasons okay for kind of uh, making spaces where people don't have to put up with some of the shit that they often have to put up with in other circumstances sure. but there's also there's you know complexities and all of these things around yeah. segregating people from each other there's, <laughs> there's some some you know like labels right yeah. it's complicated complicated but anyway you've been going yeah you've, doing you've that you've been going outdoors with the girls been doing that going outdoors with the girls <laughs> I've done it twice. So does that count as me as being part of the gang? I'm not I sure. Don't know. Twice. I don't know how long how you have times? to go. I I've not been in many gangs. Okay. It's hard to know the rules. <laughs> I must say I'm in. I'm in. I think like, yeah. They've seen me twice. I'm in. Yeah. That'll do. <laughs> so the other night was fencing. And uh, I realised I'm quite competitive. <laughs> and there was also another lady who was equally competitive. But she was a bit mean about it. So she was saying to me, you're doing it wrong. We haven't been taught that. That sort of thing. And that made me feel in like inferior to her. Like she knew more than me, but she didn't. Because when it came to the last duel, 
Yes, I you beat are. her and everyone else. I can see why you wanted to talk about Benson. Yes! <laughs> success! <laughs> There's a success in my life, I'm going to tell you about it. Right, it's interesting <laughs> that you say that you're competitive as well, because I think that's right. But I think, a little bit like me, I'm, I'm, I'm naturally really competitive, so I try not to compete at all, because I don't want to lose. Yeah. Like I like I'm like I don't want to be in the game because I don't like the idea of losers and winners because I've been a loser too many times. I just don't want Unless I don't even, you're going to win. It's yeah, no point in being I, involved. I, well, <laughs> I, unfortunately, I don't even feel good when I win because I feel like oh god, I've now I'm the person that made me feel bad. <laughs> uh, which yeah. I could do, I could do without that bit. But like I think you you know, I think you're similar like quite often you would you would you would rather avoid being in the competition than losing the competition yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I'm so pleased I won no yeah you should be as you, I've, as I've you should told be. at least four people now well, you're that's my good. fourth person well there's even it's a lot more than four Since people Tuesday. listening <laughs> hopefully <laughs> so everyone knows I'm a winner now <laughs> remember that I won and is that I mean is and, and like has there been anything else happening in those four years I was, that's the thing I'm trying to think about if there's been any what, four years? Are, yeah, I mean, there's, there's four years. Loads has happened. God, yeah. I mean, I think I think we haven't seen each other in four years. I mean, I did some stuff at Forty Hall, and I don't know if you came to that. You might have come to that. I think I might remember you coming to that. When he was green? No, that was... No, that must have been... Goblin. The, the last time we saw each other, I must have been dressed as... It was Goblin, then you was Fairy Festival. Yeah, and I think I, I dressed as... So, so this is... There was a, there's some... Uh, festivals for children and everyone actually uh, yeah. in uh, in Enfield, which were themed around fairies and uh, goblins and things like that. So I yeah. did a couple of those uh, dressed as a goblin, trying to do stories and songs with kids that had much more interesting things than me, uh, so they didn't come mm. to me at all. Uh, so I just spent days in the field dressed as a goblin with no no one to entertain. <laughs> that was funny. But Sorry. you know, I got paid and uh, yeah. you, you got me that job. Thanks very much. And. Uh, <laughs> I did it after you left. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing I bet it every got, year. Bet you got bigger crowds, right? Let's, mm. let, let, like, Sometimes. Don't sugarcoat it. Sometimes. I know it. I know it. <laughs> well, I took up the ukulele, so I just ah, became you. So you like that was my only thing I had. That was the only thing that made me like, yeah, Donna does everything amazingly, but at least I played the ukulele. That was the one thing I was lacking. Yeah. When I got that, that was it. I kept telling you yeah. it's really easy. <laughs> Which is not to say that you taking it up isn't an amazing achievement, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it is easy, uh, and everyone <laughs> should do it if they want to play a, a, a chord-based instrument and want to do it in a like easy, <laughs> learn how to play chords easily. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it for quite a while, and I was having lessons with this old guy in his front room, which was quite obscure. But after a while, I needed to feel like part of a band. It felt lonely being a lone ukulele player mm -hmm. but I just didn't have the guts or the confidence to join a group and be part of that so then I, I stopped playing and that was it, that no, was gathering dust in my room, it became a lonely event. It turned out to be a really sad story then. <laughs> Do not take up the ukulele <laughs> unless you're unless you've what, got a band. Unless you want to be in a band. Already you can start your own band. You know? <laughs> I can't that's how I do things with other people. I, I organise them. I take on all the admin. <laughs> I put in all of the boring work, and then they get the glory. Get the <laughs> that's how I. That's how I have friends. Um, Eat the biscuits. I've, nice. I've already eaten some biscuits. Eat that one though. Why? Why? It's better than the last one. 
butterscotch. Mm. Mm. So I'm eating a border. They aren't. They aren't. They aren't sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> border, border classic recipes. Sweet memories. Butterscotch. Sweet but, memories. Butterscotch. Scotch oh, that's crunch. That's a lot of words for <laughs> the uh, sweet a biscuit. memory. Is like, um, and the other one was golden oat crumbles. I thought that was nice. So we'll see if this other second one is, is indeed better or not. The sweet memories will come flooding back. There is a, there is a. Well, there's original. There's a lot of original feel about it, isn't it? it? It's true. If you've been nostalgic for Werther's Originals and you want to have an experience that is weird because it's not actually something you're sucking, you're actually crunching it instead, then this is the biscuit for you, listeners. <laughs> and uh, if they want to sponsor the podcast, they can, I guess. Uh, it seems unlikely. <laughs> and also, at this point, you know, I've, 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 I've not had advertising on the show for seven years, um, uh, partly because of. I don't really think it's right to put advertising on like people's personal experiences. Um, but like it's been so long now that it feels like if I'm going to s- insert an advert, it's going to have to be a, like a really good, like <laughs> good there's, there's a lot yeah. has to ride on it. Like it has to really, has to buy, get me, maybe, you know, pay for my mortgage. <laughs> then, I, then, I, then I, so yeah, borders if you want to, or border, border. Oh, I don't even like borders. As a, borders. I'm not, I don't like borders, right? Borders. I'm politically against them. Uh, but anyway, it's all part of therapy. Too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Embrace the biscuit. That's the sign for my therapist that I'm uh, avoiding. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Sorry, what were we saying? You've taken up biscuit? the ukulele and you've given it oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. Those four I didn't years. give it up. I just became lonely. Didn't I give you a few lessons? Uh, I must have done one. Yeah. You get me one. <laughs> Randomly, remember by the South Bank. Yeah. <laughs> Random lesson. No, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I originally took it up to impress you, and then uh, when I found out that didn't work, <laughs> uh, went on my own trail. Anything I can do doesn't impress me because I have very low self worth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing at that, but it's really true. Yeah, you can have served its purpose. I entertained children. The way that you did, I took on your whole persona. <laughs> you took on my persona. Took what? on the persona. You dressed as a goblin. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't dress as a goblin. No. <laughs> you didn't. But you're like the dress-up, high-up person, Not queen. As a goblin. Dress-up queen. I dress up if more romantically, more um, sparkly. Right, of course. And you've got the fairy more option, right? Sparkly, you can, yeah. You can, and that'd be why I people... could never pull off the fairy. I just don't know why. I don't think it's part of me. I'm more like woodland creatures or a majestical unicorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fairy was... I imagine I the I sparkles the helped you gather crowds in a way that <laughs> yeah. putting green all over your face <laughs> doesn't quite have the same effect. <laughs> Who's that weird man with a green face? Yeah, the last time we saw each other before today was probably just after I'd washed off the green paint. <laughs> the second of those two... Things I think I, I I spoke to you and your daughter a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's probably the last that's time it. we saw each other. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, since then I've tried to be a freelancer and burn through all of the savings I had, and uh, now don't make enough to make rent. <laughs> <laughs> so follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> follow your dreams. Um, I've had two jobs since then. I worked for the 
the disability service, Treviot's disability service. Oh, cool. Yeah. I used to do For story time years. sessions. Yeah, and then in that, that very building. Then that job was been taken away. Another I got a one. redundancy payout. A pattern is forming. Yeah, and now do I'm a in this job. I'm it in gets this cut. new job. Yeah. And it's in one place all day, which is so tough. Yeah, you so do like to tough. go between different places. <laughs> that is a, definitely a thing. It's almost like you've got like some kind of attention thing where you need different kinds of experiences. Different kinds of sensory experiences. I've not been given that label officially yeah. yet. I know. It could be Almost there. like that. You can give yourself labels if you want. You know, self. <laughs> I believe very strongly in self-diagnosis. Yeah. Not just because they didn't give me the right diagnosis when I went in for it, <laughs> but just because it doesn't really matter. Like if if a, if a word helps you, yeah, it sure. doesn't really matter if other people have rubber stamped it. If you doing whatever, if, if following the Who rules associated for, to that. Yeah. If following right. like you go, oh, I've looked up on the internet that if I do this. Uh, it will make me feel better if I have got OCD and you do it and it makes you feel better. It doesn't really matter if everyone's like, well, you, you don't. Better. Like, I feel better though, who cares? Yeah, true. Right or wrong, I feel better. <laughs> I so, found out that I can make my own um, journeys while I'm in one place. Do you know what I mean by that? They gave me a classroom. I'm like, I can't stay in this classroom all the time. So sometimes we're in a tree house. Sometimes <laughs> we're in the woods. Right. Sometimes we're by the pond. Right. And that'll be good for the people that you're working with as well as for you. Yeah. So, win-win. And it's great when I can say to a child, oh, you look restless, let's go outside and run around the whole playground. Because <laughs> that's beneficial for me as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, most, most I've not worked with kids since we, since we worked together. I think, um, apart from the goblin, goblin stuff I did uh, with you, I took that goblin character on had an even longer life. Ooh. I did uh, I did a... They, they were releasing a map for a park uh, in Ealing. Uh, and <laughs> they wanted somebody to come in a and make a, make a kind of story tour for the kids. Oh. So I, I brought the goblin character back, dressed as a goblin, had various different songs I wrote oh. in different places. I never did that. When we, when we worked together, I wanted to always um, write songs for the kids and like do original songs with them, but I never quite had the guts because mm. I knew everyone coming would be like, where's Twinkle Twinkle, Little yeah. Star, come on. I was bad. Like, like the kids always wanted you to me to sing CBB's songs. So like, and I never knew them anyway. So I was already, I already knew I was letting people down if I didn't do the classics. Uh, <laughs> what, what, did, what did I have? But when I did that goblining in uh, Walpole Park in Ealing, I did uh, did a couple of originals. They went down all right. I was yeah, like, good. I should have had more confidence in myself, yeah. uh, but I didn't <laughs> back back then. And since then, I've, I've got very very few gigs with kids and in fact at this point it's more of an if I do get one I'd love to do it and I do like working with kids I'd ideally like to work with kids once a week I don't want like every day, every day that's, yeah. a much, that's a bit much but um, if I do get jobs with kids now it's, it's more of an inconvenience to me than it because I haven't got like uh, the, the official stuff. documents to say I can work with kids yeah. I'd have to pay money out stuff that I can't afford and uh, don't understand yeah um, so uh, so yeah that's like slightly that that door is closed unless I go back and work for libraries again yeah I mean which is weird because like libraries is a weird thing because like for me libraries is quite a good fit it's not a hundred percent a good fit because I'm a bit like you know I'm into punk <laughs> but I read books and I libraries is a place for me whereas you were representing the libraries and it's like I'm not saying you don't read books but I'm but it's less your it's, it's it's an environment that before you worked for the libraries would have felt 
at least, if not during, would have made you feel uncomfortable in some ways, right? You are wrong. Am I wrong? You are absolutely wrong. Great. I, I like to be wrong. I am obsessed <laughs> with libraries. You always used to mock me for being library. <laughs> That's the only reason why my theory was slightly based I'm on I'm obsessed with libraries. I could spend hours in a library, like a, half a day in a library, not a, even reading anything. Because they're a safe place, is that why? Like it's a public space where you can just like be and not worry? It's like a, it's like the internet, but you're in the internet and you can touch <laughs> the stuff that's I there. That. That's a good thing. You can touch all the words. Why aren't they getting you in to do the PR for libraries? <laughs> hey kids, it's like the internet, but you can touch the stuff. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you just scroll along the books. Right, so you didn't feel awkward about libraries as a kind of institution while you worked for them? Oh, never. You just like Even to say, now, I I'm... was a library person and you weren't. I just love libraries. You just like to make a false binary for no reason. <laughs> you just like to other me as a library type, not like you, voice of the people. Uh, I think I meant as in terms of uh, the administration side of libraries, maybe. Oh, yeah, because I'm well known for being an amazing administrator. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I do the admin. I've, I've always done admin that was required of me, <laughs> but I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, someone good at it. I just love other people's ideas. I love touching other people's ideas and going, <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of uh, excellent <laughs> actions going on that you can't see, listeners. That's what I'm doing at live. She's oh. touching imaginary books. Orgasmically. <laughs> oh. Well, that's great. I mean, and what about schools? Do you feel comfortable in schools as a kind of, like, school is... Uh, will have been a strange... it has got a lot of its own politics. And right. It's got to be one way or no way, that sort of thing, but... I don't conform to that. Well, no. when you were I in... can't even hear that. <laughs> so I'm in the school. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> when you were in school, yeah, back in the day, yeah, go on, um, reminisce. How did I did feel you about enjoy school? schools then? Uh, yeah, of course I did. Well, of course. You're saying that like not everyone enjoyed school. I didn't enjoy school, not secondary school. I mean, primary school, I enjoyed. I mean, it's a hard one. Yeah, primary school is all like remember I think like one or two days I've repressed my entire secondary school experience but I loved school (laughs) (laughs) yeah but my secondary school was different because I only went to a normal yeah you went to you you did some weird stuff yeah and then I went to a performing arts school so that's like I can't can't count that as school no I mean well you can but I I understand why you're making a different definition yeah exactly you went to a school that was open to self-expression in theory at least yeah, and I um, think in primary school I was just I was just open to expression anyway. Right. So, so and you, I was a thirsty for knowledge. Well, that's handy. So you, so like you I don't learn knowledge. So, I'm like, yeah. so now you're in schools. You don't you don't have much baggage to bring with you about your relationship with schools. You've just got your great job that you're doing, the way you're doing it, and all of that sort of stuff. Yes, I, I can see children sitting there doing nothing looking out the window but they're having a good time doing it some of these children like I did because you're just looking at your environment and you're learning from your environment not specifically from the person talking at you but you're looking at the way mannerisms of people the weather the way things are changing in the class the noise of a pencil right if you're highly hyper focused you can enjoy the environment and that's what I did at school right and do you do you not have like sensory overload do I experience sensory yeah. overload? Yes, of course I, I do. do. Yeah. yeah, I've got earplugs and everything now. <laughs> maybe get some of them. 
um, for me, like sensory overload is always about anxiety. I've come to realise. Like I used to just think I was just whatever I was feeding was perfectly reasonable, but now I've worked out where they all come from, and that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Uh, like if I'm really already anxious and stressed then sounds I can't deal yeah. with sounds I need like it's like there's too much going on I just need to focus mm. and all of that stuff that's happening I didn't like, I wouldn't have had words for this when, when we knew each other no same like I didn't I didn't think of myself as in that box but now I realise that boxes are more permeable in all sorts of ways yeah. like I would not have said I did engaged in self-harm when we knew each other but now I'm like oh yeah punching a wall that's that's harming yourself yeah right but you just don't think that that's in the same box mm. it's all of these kind of like weird I'm the same things. I used to have really hot um, baths ah, scolding right. baths right, right. classic cleansing <laughs> baths yeah. I used to call them right and the, that's self-harming apparently yeah and back then that was just right. natural and to that, me and that yeah. sentence apparently is what a lot of us yeah. experience <laughs> apparently like, oh, apparently this thing I've been doing <laughs> All my life turns out it's not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably right. that's not the done thing right. to do. Right. Well, I was like, I was, I was interviewing someone the other day, and they were talking about eating disorders, and, I, and they were like, yeah, yeah. And then they like started, I started to realise, oh yeah, some of my eating is a little bit disordered. I hadn't actually realised that, but the whole like forgetting to eat, like not wanting to eat anything because I'm too hungry, and like being like, I can't decide what to eat. Mm-hmm. I won't eat anything, I'll just sit in a ball. Guess what? Probably in the box of eating disorders. Didn't think I was in that. So, yes, it, it, every day is a new adventure yes. uh, when you find out, like, definitions of yeah. things. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. And scary. Scary too. But mostly, I don't know, most of the time I find out that there's, like, some official excuse. Not an excuse fully, but, like, a little bit of an excuse. Like, a, a, a reason right a reason like I, I still have to be accountable for my my actions yeah. anything I've done that's been like bad behavior or hurt other people or all of those things I can't just write it off and say well yeah but I was experiencing anxiety and depression so uh, uh give me the you know allow me to have done that horrible yeah. thing so I can't can't write that stuff off but most of my behavior isn't horrible to other people so that stuff I can at least have some compassion yeah. I'm going to spit on you if you're not careful. Because uh, I'm Please be talking, with my, <laughs> talking with my... Uh, I've not even got my mouth full. I've just eaten biscuits. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, sort out the saliva in my mouth, listeners. Hopefully I'll cut this bit. <laughs> but well, if I, I awkwardly looked at the but if floor. But if I don't, if I don't <laughs> okay. cut it, then what... what, what yeah, why, why have I left it in? You can, you can try and work that out. Because it's probably because it's funny. Can I say that your crumbs are distracting me? Or Where are they? Oh, all over me. <laughs> you see region. what I mean? This is a, like, like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm nicely demonstrating that I also have a kind of inability to follow the world in how it's supposed to be. Crumbs, definitely, I'm a very messy eater. Like, I can't really pay attention to eating. Like, I think if I'm not thinking about eating, I can do it. Yeah. Same. But the problem is, if I'm not thinking about it, it's all over it's my all clothes, over place, it's all over yeah. my face. <laughs> I don't know, I'm talking about something really passionately. <laughs> Everyone's like trying to listen to my words, but actually vomiting inside. <laughs> oh my god! That's such a dramatic. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I nearly spat on you. Then I've literally have spat on people by accident before. <laughs> is it absolutely hum- humiliating and uh, terrible? Like for them, for for me. 
probably it's all right for them after I've like well it's probably even worse for them like, I've been spat on and he's melting down in front of me about how embarrassed he is about it yeah it's best to just move on quickly <laughs> yeah okay I mean, it's, what it, were it, about? well we were we, we were well, before I, I ne- didn't, I didn't. I would like to make it clear. I definitely didn't spit on you. Tried to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm turning in. <laughs> yeah, Donna is turning. Understandably turning in as people who can hear the wind. Yeah, but if we yeah, if we turn in too much, we're we're sat in face front of a face. window and there's somebody using a laptop. So if he looks up at the moment, he would have two unusual people <laughs> looking in at him. But what's, what does usual even mean? <laughs> Whoa! So, yeah, I mean, this has been really great, getting very great with you. I think, you know, we'll probably carry on talking once I turn off the mic. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's, it, that's not ended for us. But uh, we're getting towards the end for the listeners. So, it, it, yeah, it has been a pleasure. It's, it, it, I um, feel good to have had an excuse to meet up with you again. Because we meant to meet up with each other, didn't we? And then you didn't meet up with me. Or, Was that me? Oh, well, I thought... I'm not very good at meeting I tried a couple of... T- I think I tried a couple of times. You reached out and yeah. I shut you down. If people... <laughs> if I try something and somebody like doesn't seem to respond, I, I just assume they hate me. I'm not... not, not that's just a general thing. You. No, I didn't... I don't... Oh, I also know by now that I'm wrong when I assume people hate me. <laughs> what, they do hate you? Well, maybe... They, yeah, don't, don't, don't start that. But yeah, no, they might hate me, they might not, but it's not a sign either way if they haven't responded. No. Um, often it's about them, often it's about people who are just very overloaded by emails, no, no <laughs> electronic no communication. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we were hoping to meet up after, after we left geographically the same working place. Um, but we didn't, so I'm glad that to have had an excuse to meet up with you. Yeah, same. Um, and also, I'm glad to have yeah updated. I do love our first conversation, but I feel like this is like the, the very importantly needed part two where we actually Just like mature, yeah, this is where we're like slightly mature. adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly adult. There's been enough of the the silliness of the first one to show that we are still the same people mm. and we still have relatively the same dynamic. But I think, yeah, this has been a bit more considered, a bit more reasoning. <laughs> like, yeah, like, look, I don't know. We, we, were, in, we were in a Is very, yeah, reflective. More emotionally developed. Me, let's hope so. Let's, say, let's take I'll take that. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Before we were emotionally immature. I mean, I don't know if it's now. about mature. Like, it's about, it's less about maturity and just about, like, aware, I guess. Like, we've, like, we're... Because I think like maturity is a bit of a lie, isn't it? Like, what the hell is maturity? Yeah. Does anyone ever get mature? I don't know. And like, <laughs> what does it mean? Sometimes it means like mature content, and sometimes it means being very reasonable. Those are very different things. That's um, true. But like, we yeah, we we know ourselves a bit better, maybe. Maybe. How about that one? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. End it on a maybe. We know each other. Like, well, I know myself better than I did. I can I can do I statements rather than we statements. Yeah. I feel like I had a moment. You yeah, of you, my true you're really self. Really great. And then uh, it just quickly faded. No, no, that was great. That, 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 I won't forget that. Um, and, and listeners will have heard it too. I mean, the last, the last question that I ask everybody anyway is, whoa! There goes some wind. That's not a question. <laughs> no, that was, that was wind, wind-related, wind-related incident. Uh, incident. Um, the last question that I ask everybody is, do you have anything to plug? No. No? 
I'm not selling anything. No, you don't have to sell anything to plug something, though. You can't. What did plug... I say last time? Oh, the last time was ridiculous. I remember. Well, I don't remember. Well, what did you say? What did I don't you know. Say? Like, you haven't got to think about yeah, you everything. S- no, you s- live you... in your own. Yeah, yeah. You plug. You that... plug disassociating. <laughs> <laughs> You, you plugged opting out of the world completely and making your own world instead, which I still think is a valid thing to plug. Like I, I do think even though we're more self, self-reflective now, we understand ourselves better. Um, it's not a healthy it, way to live, though. It's, I don't it's, think. it's not necessarily a healthy way to live, but it's not a bad first step to pushing back against the bullshit that we're told to behave like. Mm. Like it's not necessarily a bad stepping stone. Like, the first thing you've got to do is reject some of the truths that we're universally told about how to be a human. Um, but maybe don't reject it so much that you invent your own fictional world inside your head and, like, give up on everybody else. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad part of the road. It's not necessarily a bad part of your development. And I think in isolation it's not a bad thing to advise people at home to do. It's just in the context of mental health it's a more complicated than a throwaway yeah. joke line which yeah. was, it's, a, it's a good joke it's not a good lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go with that <laughs> so you haven't got anything now that you'd like to advocate or like <laughs> advocate there's no, that I'll word again it. I keep thinking of avocados every time we say it <laughs> well I mean I think technically I, I read that to be a millennial you have to be born in 1982 I was born in 81, so I'm not... Same. Same as you, right? We missed it. So we're not quite the avocado generation. <laughs> uh, we're not allowed to eat avocados. Avocado. Well, actually, I mean, you know, uh, I, I see the millennials as a generation I absolutely have full solidarity with and support, and I agree with a lot more than uh, some of the other generations of, of, of What's of our my generation choice. called, then? I don't know. There's like this... It's, I think I can't in remember the word. Them. Somebody made a word for it. It's like, yeah, it's like, it is in between. It's like... We, were, we went to, I think Hassan Minaj, who's a comedian, does this bit about um, analogue childhoods, digital mm. adulthoods. Like, we were, like, in that weird in thing, between. like, in our teens, suddenly everything changed. We're still old enough to remember dial tones for internet connection. Yeah. Like, that's, that's for us, that's a thing. <laughs> for other people, the internet just comes out of your phones <laughs> and into your, into your life, every, through every, every electronic device you've got in the house. <laughs> Um, so I don't know what generation we are. Uh, I don't know if that's can't really get a, can't really get a, a plug out of the generation we are. <laughs> we're plugging we're plugging uh, yeah avocados. <laughs> avocados. Doesn't avocados matter what generation everyone. you yeah. are. Yeah, avocados like, stop all. stop rejecting avocados <laughs> just because you're just because you're not a millennial. <laughs> and also you know you know we always have to remember that avocados were around a lot earlier than millennials were so let's face it uh, avocados have been around a while they're not a new thing people who are acting like they're they're new that's just because of global trade means that they're around a lot more now yeah they're more available guacamole still we're still being made Anyway, I'll stop my rant about avocados. Uh, I can see all the posters and all sorts going on in my mind. The adverts oh, oh. for avocados for all. Avocados Sorry. for all, right, <laughs> just, right, right. What comes so. out of this, this meeting is to be like, instead of just like catching up, recording a podcast, we start a kind of uh, charity <laughs> to advocate for everyone having avocados. 
because that'll solve the world. Doesn't problem. matter who you are. Don't need to redistribute wealth. <laughs> we don't need born. to make things easier for people. We just need to give everybody an avocado. This sounds like I'm still living in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think you are. I don't think you are. I've opened up. I've opened up a window or two. You're definitely not living home. in a bubble anymore. No. I mean, we're both living in bubbles, as in separate bubbles, as in our <laughs> lives aren't particularly overlapping. But I think you're definitely looking out of the world more, feeling more... Part of the world? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Good. Yes. Well, I think that's a good thing to plug, feeling yeah. like you're part of the world. It's almost oh. like the opposite plug from the last time, right? <laughs> yeah. It literally is the opposite plug. Wow, how I've grown. Right, four years, it's not long, but it, sometimes it's a long time regardless yeah uh, and the last thing that I ask my uh, my guests to do oh and this has been a long one might make it into two parts long pause might make it into two, two parts long pause yeah well we were like on an hour Thank when you. we had the break and then it's like 37 minutes now um, <laughs> but the last thing I ask my guests uh, to do is to say goodbye to the audience goodbye audience and thank you that was a very mature one <laughs> bye everyone <laughs> <laughs> If you're interested in hearing about masculinity and what patriarchy does to men and to all people, if you go to the Unbound website, and there'll be a link to this in the show notes, you can find Mansplaining Masculinity over there and pre-order a copy of that book. Unbound is a kind of cross between a publishing company and a crowdfunding company, which means that the way that the books get published is that people who want to read the books pre-order those books they can pre-order them as a digital copy or as a hardback or they can pledge more money to get different kinds of things along with the book that they're pre-ordering you can find all of that stuff over on mansplainingmasculinity.co.uk if you're interested in reading about me and my dad and our relationship and dementia and memory and time and history and politics and love and friendship check out my essay series down to a sunless sea memories of my dad as well as making getting better acquainted i also co-produce and i guess star in the magical realist audio drama podcast the family tree in order to keep making it and to make season two as good as we want it to be we need your help so if you can afford to then please do consider signing up to our patreon appeal you can follow getting better acquainted on twitter at gba podcast you can like getting better acquainted on facebook and you can find getting better acquainted on itunes soundcloud those kind of places And remember, there are lots of ways to get better acquainted.